You're listening to the Grapes and Gorak Podcast. Powered by Overtime Media. Welcome back. Episode 105 of the Grapes and Gorak Show. I'm Grapes. I'm Gorak. Uh, this episode, we'll talk a little free agency, uh, the Vikings making moves left and right. We're pretty active. You know, a lot of people thought, oh, we're capped out. There's nothing we can do. You know, we're going to be stuck. All of a sudden. People are restructuring contracts. We're cutting people, and we're we've signed a couple big free agents, but... Yeah, we haven't been around in a while, so it's been like 11 days we haven't touched on free agency at all. Yeah, our last podcast was right before free agency started. Yeah. So the only thing we talked about was the bar restructure, and then a whole slew of moves have happened. Uh, We'll start with today's move. Uh, We made a trade. We made a trade. Uh, Sixth-round comp pick for the Cardinals center, Mason Cole. Mason Cole. We actually had to redo the podcast because we forgot his name. That's how mediocre he is yeah this isn't solving anything i could totally see us starting him though like a dozier type like we draft a left tackle and then it's like ooh, competition for guard udo versus mason cole and maybe some other random and he ends up the starter not great i wouldn't say that's filling the the hole no but it's uh i'd say it's a backstop type player like at least you're better than dozier hopefully hopefully i mean he's his one decent year was as a guard. It was only like 200 snaps, which was his second season. His other two seasons, he played pretty much all center. And he's from, if you take Cardinals fans at their word, he's pretty bad at it. So hopefully he's better at guard. You mentioned, on, uh, we were texting back and forth, that you know he's playing in the air raid system. I'm not sure that's the friendliest to a lineman. Yeah, I wouldn't think so. So he, uh, he was drafted when Mike McCoy was the OC. And Steve Wilkes was the coach. Okay. And then, you know, terrible season. They fire those guys. They bring in Cliff Clinsbury. He brings in a whole new offense. So if you're trying to spin this as a, you know, solid signing, which I don't think it's bad. It's a late six-round pick. for a, Even at worst, he's a depth player. Lurcy's a backup center. But he's 25, and he's got three years of starting experience, and maybe a new scheme, and um Maybe maybe he could be something. No, no. I mean, I don't think it's a bad thing. I mean, Brett Jones, we traded what a seventh. Yeah, for? it might have either and been a six, like a seven. I think it was a seventh actually. So, but I mean, he he's, was around for two years. So. He's been solid. He's filled in when he needs to. I guess you got to look at it. It's sort of like the whole Vedvik thing. Like, yes, I like lottery tickets in the draft, but more like what is the hit rate on a six round pick five percent of the time you're gonna be good who did we take in a six last year i can't tell you a bunch of guys that haven't done much maybe they'll be good but most of the time they're bums so if you get a guy at at his worst can fill in as bradbury's backup which we don't have on the roster because brett jones isn't on the roster then that's fine for a six round pick like if we drafted a, a nfl caliber rosterable center in the sixth round that's a solid pick because most six rounders are out of the NFL in like two years. Yep. And this guy plays both guard and center. So yeah. like building a roster, that's one less like lineman you potentially have to hold because you don't have to get a guard and a, and center. a center. That's where we're like we compare him to Brett Jones because Brett Jones, center, guard, you're basically versatile where you can play both spots. So, yeah. and Rappaport said we're going to give him a shot. You know, Ian Rappaport, you know. Don't just, trust him. Well, you know, he's, you know, he's just always putting out great stuff, you know, doing a great job. So he, uh, he said we're going to play to play him at guard. So, it, I mean, it was funny reading all the uh, Cardinal replies. They were just like, this guy's trash at center. He oh. is absolute garbage. I did see a few people that were like, 
they're like, I wish he would have, you know, he had like a promising start to his career. Because he was their starting center as a rookie. You know what that reminds me of? Pat Elfline. Yeah, a little bit. The Panthers signed Palfline and like as as if it's a good signing. Yeah, they yeah. We'll, we'll. Which is probably what Cardinals fans are thinking about us. But I did also see some people like really all we got was a sixth. Because you know most fans though it's like well I'll give up Rudolph but I want like a third. Yeah. You know, like so, but again, twenty five years old, it's a little different than just trading for Brent a Jones at thirty off, for a starting offensive yeah. lineman. I mean, they clearly didn't think he was good enough to not trade for Rodney Hudson which is why he didn't really have a job there anymore because they traded for Oakland Center. But he was good enough to start from last year. And maybe scheme change, something. So, sixth-round pick. We are now down to ten picks because we also lost our seventh-round pick for some unknown practice squad, or was it UDFA? Some yeah. sort of violation. All I know is... It was practice squad. Rick Spielman was like, we did... We respect the decision. We made a mistake or something. It's like, you did something shady. But I, I appreciate the effort. I like to know that you're doing everything you can. To I, bet we cut, I, I bet we cut some practice squad guys, but we didn't actually cut them. There was a little still, money under the still, table. Joe Smith style. We're yeah. like, oh, four first rounders for that? Hmm. Ooh. God, don't, don't talk about that. So we're down to 10 picks, which is still three more than you're allotted. So it's pretty good. Um, some other minor moves we made, we... Resigned Amir Abdullah. Oh, that was recent. That was like yesterday. Yep, that was yesterday. Minimum contract, so nobody worry. We're not, it's, his cap hit is basically zero because it's top 51 and all that nonsense. Uh, we re-signed, yeah, Amir Abdullah. We re-signed Rashad Hill. That's, yep. He yep. got like a weird... So he got a little more than vet minimum, but there's like these weird contract maneuvers you can do with guys that you've had on your team for a certain amount of time. And so his cap, it's like basically nothing either. Okay. So okay. he kind of reminds me, I feel like him and this uh, this fella who, again, forgot Mason his Cole. name. Mason Cole. We really got a Mason Cole. I got it. Mason Cole. It's so there. I feel like Rashad Hill is your swing tackle. And Mason Cole is your like swing interior guy. Hopefully those two don't end up starting. Yes. And if they do hopefully not for too long. Yeah, like it's a spot, spot starter. Start. That's exactly yeah. where they're. That's where they should be. Spot starter. So like, if you could trade a sixth for a spot starter backup lineman, that's not bad. And then Rashad Hill came back for basically peanuts. So oh. got him back. Uh, anyone else did we get back? I think we had some other ones, didn't we? Um, <clears throat> Chad, Chad BB. Chad BB, the one and only, the great one. I think he took a minimum deal too. Yeah, he took a minimum um, deal. Safety. See, like no Chad BB. If he's our third receiver, I'm not happy. But if he's just on the roster at vet minimum, mm. I'm okay with it. Ryan's not okay with it, but I'll allow it. I'd rather roster 52. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's one approach. Um, okay, so I think, yeah, I think BB, Rashad Hill, Amir Abdullah. We, we talked about in our last podcast, like, we didn't really care if we got anybody back of our free agents. No. Oh. And if I had to, like if you're like doing the all, well, I take them for vet minimum. Those are three where I'm like, yeah. I mean, Amir Abdullah, third down scat back, kick returner, mediocre at best at it. Rashad Hill, solid spot starter. Lost Mike Boone to Denver. Yeah, George Payton sniped him off. Yeah. Big loss. Number two running back. Yeah. I think I feel like he was kind of redundant with Madison anyways. Like, I know like, who was it? One of our beat writers was like, yeah, they're trying to bring him back. It's like, why would he come back? Yeah, I wouldn't. To what? Be the third stringer again? Like, there's just. Yeah, that's just you, silly. The writing was kind of on the wall that he'd yeah. go somewhere where there was, like, some sort of opportunity. So he's the, over there with Melvin Gordon because yeah. they got rid of Philip Lindsay, like, after they got 
Boone, all of a sudden it was like, okay, we'll take off your... He had like a tender on him. Yeah, he had the UDFA tender. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we lost Boone. We lost... Anthony, Anthony Harris, Harris signed, signed with the Eagles. He got dick. So five he f- one year five mil, and like if we don't tag him last year, he probably gets Justin Simmons money. Like if we let him go to the open market when there was you know no pandemic, there was no bad season coming off. Like he didn't have a good last season. He was coming off his best season, and we've tagged him, which you know, look at us, you know, tagging people, and now he just got totally screwed, which. At first, when we started signing players, it was like, oh, so we, we don't really give a shit about comp picks. We're not caring. We wouldn't have got anything for Anthony Harris. Like I think me and you kept talking, like, oh, we'll get a third for Harris. Yeah. Maybe we'll get some for Eric Wilson. Well, Anthony Harris got a $5 million contract, which means, I don't know what it would have been, maybe a six yeah, if you didn't six, sign anyone. Probably. And then Eric Wilson is still unsigned. Yeah. So he'll get, like, I don't know, $3 million probably. So Not much. Other than that, we... I don't know if we lost any of our actual... But we cut players. Obviously, we cut Rudolph. I think we talked about that on the last one. He signed with the Giants. Yep, two years, twelve million. Had a little um, hiccup with his uh, foot. Apparently, needs surgery. Surprise, surprise. Well, if he could possibly get slower, I mean, we did June one cut him too, which is interesting. So, oh yeah, we we they just changed that what last week? Yeah, like I guess it wasn't reported or something. So we save a chunk of his cap after June first. Which I think a lot of people are sort of like, okay, we have eight million right now, eight eight and a half. If we sign someone, we could use you could use the whole eight and a half, and then use the Rudolph money to pay for your draft class. So it feels like another move's coming. But and well, apparently we're uh, interested in Geno Atkins, my boy, according was, to uh, Doogie. Doogie Doogie's been solid. I feel like he's you know putting up good information. So I we'll talk about how Gino would fit with it, but like, cause we obviously signed Dalvin Tomlinson, which we'll get to, but he'd be a, Gino would be like a backup, but he's a pass rusher. And the other two guys aren't really pass rushers. Yeah, no, it kind of gives you an opportunity. Travis Rennie calling. Ooh. Hi, Travis. Don't get a lot of calls from him. Yeah, he might well, be Well, he is probably one of the people that does actually use voice calling. Yeah, like he a, does like to talk on the phone. Yeah, like text me. I don't need, I don't need to hear you, Travis. Uh, he it usually means he's point. probably drinking, you know, he's going to say some stupid shit. Probably. We, we should put him on speakerphone. <laughs> we don't want to. Our poor listeners, they don't need to hear that. Uh, but so, yeah, Geno Atkins, yeah, he'd be a nice little rotational piece. And he's older, so it'd be good to, like, limit snaps, <coughs> you know? And then, obviously, the big boys up front, like, you're not going to play them all three downs. So yeah. Be, I think it'd be a cool rotation. He's a Zimmer, es- sort of former Zimmer guy. Especially so. because you can you can play, like, Pierce and Tomlinson, uh, like, in pass rushing situations, uh, which I'm not against playing them. Both in pass rushing situations, mm-hmm. but obviously they're three hundred forty pound defensive linemen. They they they're going to get tired. Yeah, yep. they're going to get gassed. So so bringing in somebody like Geno Atkins, who will be fresh the entire time in a rotational role. If all and he's even, told- if they, even if they're all just rotating the entire time, each playing. Well, like, yeah, exactly. Like if he if he's just coming in on like pass rush downs or like maybe mixing in a little bit on some earlier downs, like that's. I feel like that's good for him. Yeah, I feel like he, that's the ideal, body's breaking ideal down, role so. at this situation. Yeah. Or at that point in his career. Um, so should we hit some of the minor, other minor signings? That Nick Vigil, linebacker from the... Chargers. Yeah, he was a Bengal, then a Charger. Played with Paul Gunther, who is our... Defensive assistant. Defensive special assistant. Um, he feels like Eric Wilson replacement. Oh. Which we got him for... Oh, yeah. Like... A couple Peanuts. million dollars. Peanuts, I, think, so. I think it was like 
one million. Yeah, I thought it was very low. And I'm sure he can do the same job Eric Wilson did. So I, that's fine signing. We signed. Uh, I guess let's talk Dalvin Tomlinson. So we talked a little bit about him just a second ago. Yeah, we. I mean, right away for was that first or second day free agency? That was I think the second day, and it was pretty late in the day because you had you had decided to watch a movie or something, and all of a sudden Dalvin Tomlinson signed. I believe I was maybe, watching WandaVision. Uh, it, well, it sounded like what is interesting is we were going after edge guys. Like it sounded like Carl Lawson was a target, um, Trey Hendrickson was a target, and then even like some corners, but they weren't really talking about DTs. And then as the DN started going off the board, it sounded like we just couldn't quite pay them what they wanted. I was reading, I don't know if it was the Athletic, but they wanted, you know, some of these, most of them all got at least 15 million a year, which makes them paid more than Daniel Hunter, which it's like, you can't do, you can't do that. You can't. Pay Trey Henderson more than you're paying to the hunter. Yep. You're just asking for a problem. So yeah, especially if there is no problem and people are like saying there's a problem, paying somebody else more than you're paying him will create a problem. Yeah, I feel like from what I'm hearing, like what I'm reading and stuff, and I, I there is a problem. Like Daniel Hunter feels like he's underpaid, but everything is like okay, he loves Zimmer, he loves the Vikings organization. I think he's just sort of, and I think he knows he has no leverage. I think he's just sort of like, this is annoying. You guys, I'm underpaid. You know, like, oh. can we do something about it, you know? Um, so, but you don't want to make that worse. Which, I think the theory that Yannick Ngakwe made that worse is probably true. You trade for this other guy, and possibly we're going to pay him a huge extension. Like, that would piss me off. So, you can't really pay Trey Hendrickson or Carl Lawson. So, we get outbid for them, and then we shift inside. Because clearly Zimmer D-line was like his main focus. Yeah, like he was like, I, first off, I'm sick of like how pathetic our run D was, but also we couldn't get to the passer at all. So we signed Delvin Tomlinson, I think 11 million a year. Yeah, it was two years, 22 million. Yeah, two years, but there's some void crap on there, I believe. Yeah. To spread out some cap hits, which everyone's doing now. Kind of. It spreads out the cap hits, but after the contract... The dead money all hits at once. Yeah, correct? those void years, all this, all those bonus money, you now have to pay it for the year that he's not even on your team. Yeah. So yeah. you're going to pay him for this year, next year, and the third year, unless you work out something different, he'll be a free agent and you'll still be paying him some sort of money. But if I'm not mistaken, that third year is when the new CBA yeah. is supposed to hit. I think the, the hope is like that money will be much, the cap will be much bigger than... That won't be a big worry. We need to make moves now yeah. to get people on the cap. And honestly, I feel like Rick and Zim feel like they're under the gun here. Like, do we, do we, I don't think we make these type of moves if they don't feel like their job's on the line. Because yeah, like, there was even talks about us being in on uh, William Jackson, yeah. Shaquille Griffin. So it was almost like, all right, if we can't get the pass rush, we need people who can cover. Mm-hmm. It was like Zimmer's like, I need some defensive players. Like last year, yeah, I get it. We went young, had some injuries, but... I, if I don't win this year, I need guys. Like so, yeah. So he gets Tomlinson, which I don't think many people saw. Well, like three tech was definitely a need, but I don't know if people saw Delvin Tomlinson as a three tech. He's more of a nose. But I think me and you talk like he's kind of like a Limbaugh Joseph nose. He's not a Pat Williams nose. He's got some pass rush to him. He's like a Michael Pierce nose. Almost. He's got a big motor to him. He's, yeah. He's not. He's not fast by any by any means, but I would say he's quick for his size. Mm-hmm. And I feel like he's probably got a little bit more pass rush than Michael Pierce, who also has a little pass rush. Also, what's wrong with two big run stuffers in the middle 
that can push the pocket. Like, I love the idea. Yeah, I mean, with Daniil Hunter collapsing the pocket, so you're gonna step up into what two like yeah. seven hundred pounds? Well, it's always like oh, that you know, like when you have Michael Pierce, oh, he's gonna command a double team. Well, what if I stick two guys that command double teams? What now they don't have enough blockers? So hey. one one of those guys is gonna get singled, Tomlinson or Pierce. Both of them are so strong, especially with all these lightweight linemen out there because we're all running this is a wide zone scheme. You know, it's like Akeem Hicks or Garrett Bradbury. You just shove them straight back into the quarterback's lap. Yeah, the Bears were starting John Jenkins and Akeem Hicks, both yeah. 350-pound plus, mm-hmm. and they destroyed it, our light offensive line. So, I, I, like, it's not it's not really, I think, a move. Like, I don't think people thought we were going to have Tomlinson, but I think it's a great move. Like, Jill Johnson was a horrible player. He would just get mowed back every time. By the end of the season, Elvin Kamara had six touchdowns on us. Like, we need some run defense. Yep. And even when they keep a tight end in the blocks so they have six blockers, okay, so they double Hunter, they double Tomlinson, they double Pierce. Okay, there's all six blockers. That's like Stephen Weatherly. You, but all I'm saying is you're okay starting Stephen Weatherly mm-hmm. at this point because he doesn't have to do much. He doesn't command, like, all the attention. Yeah. I feel like, too, what, they, what ended up happening last year is, like, we had a young secondary for corners-wise. So you wanted to keep the safeties back to help them. And then you lost Michael Pierce, you lost Hunter, and all of a sudden you couldn't stop the run without bringing a safety up, which is now exposing, you know, poor Cam Dantzler out there all on his own as a rookie. Like, everything just fell apart. And now if you can have two big guys in there that can stop the run without dropping safeties, you can sit back seven guys in coverage, you know, keep guys deep. So our D-line, based on what we added and who's coming back from injury is literally four new starters. You yeah. know, you go from Adenabo to Weatherly, Jaleel Johnson, or I guess Shamir Ste- Stefan. Yeah. Shamar Stefan. By the Stephen. way, we cut him, finally, once we signed Delvin Tomlinson. And also, Efidio Adenabo uh, went elsewhere. Yeah, Adenabo's gone. So, yeah, you go from Adenabo to Weatherly, Shamar to Delvin Tomlinson. Jaleel to Pierce. Jaleel to Pierce, and then... Wanham? Who was the other edge? Yeah, it was Wanham. Wanham to Hunter. Yeah, Wanham. So, I mean, it's just a massive upgrade. You've got four new starters. Three of them are very good. Yes. Weatherly, would I prefer him as a rotational guy? Sure. Sure. If he's your worst and the rest of the guys are really good, that seems okay. So, like, yeah, Daniel Hunter is a pro bowler, uh, all pro. Pierce and Tomlinson, like, Near Pro Bowl caliber yeah, I would players. say like yeah I would say they're Pro Bowlers. I would and say then they're both Hunter, top ten nose tackles. Yeah, they're probably top five nose tackles. Like who's a better? Pierce for sure is top yeah. five because like there's what Kenny Clark. Not like a lot of huge like Michael Pierce. Come on, think of other like three four well, defenses like, with big guys. He played with Dexter Lawrence, who's kind of a nose, isn't he? Yeah, that's the thing. Like the Giants front was very like multiple. Tomlinson played kind of all over the place, but yeah, if you just Ta- Ta- yeah, Tomlinson, Leonard Williams, uh, Dexter, Dexter Lawrence, Lawrence. So, and they have a uh, Brian, Brian Hill or what's his name? Well, There's another big guy, BJ, BJ something. Hey Hill, BJ Hill. That's what it is. Not Brian Hill, BJ Hill. Yeah, like they just have a bunch of big dudes, and then Leonard Williams kind of their pass rusher. But if you play Tomlinson just at nose, I feel like he's top five nose, like top seven nose. I don't know. There's not. I... I don't know. I, I, I'm just trying to go through, and I, I can't think mm-hmm. of anyone. So you got two big old nose tackles, you know. And I th- like you said, I think they're both a little quicker than people give them credit for. They're not Pat Williams. They're 
I mean, they're not Kevin Williams. He was a good three tech. Like, he was a pass rusher. But it's an interesting approach for – it seems like, you know, you'd think Zimmer, who went out of his way to sign, like, you know, Sheldon Richardson, would want that attacking pass rusher. But he, last year, we were going to go in the, into the season with Shamar Stefan and Michael Pierce. Oh. So it two must, run stuffers. Yeah, two run he's stuffers. He's trying something new. Yeah, I feel like he's, he's like a new flavor. I don't need someone to to like shoot gaps. I want someone who can push the pocket, push someone right into the lap of the quarterback, and let Hunter and whoever the other guy is going to be, if it's Wilder Lee, like they let the sacks. Because we really don't do a lot of stunts with our interior linemen. Like mm-hmm. Hunter might do one every now and then, but for the most part, it's just play your, gap, yeah. play your gap and get to the quarterback. And then you even talk about you know teams that are trying to get blockers to the second level to try to block Barr and Kendricks. Well, it's pretty tough when you got these mammoths in there, you know, so now maybe Kendricks and Barr can run free a little more. That's true. So, yeah, they can, they can do a lot more now. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be very interesting seeing what he can do. And, so, and then, so that'll bring me into the next big signing. With you got, So you got all that help up front, which helps out uh, Barr and Kendricks, which in turn helps out Cam Dancer, Jeff Gladney, and our new addition, Patrick Peterson, the uh, cornerback from the Arizona Cardinals. Did not see that one coming. No. Now, definite talks that we wanted a corner, which me and you kind of touched on, because I think there's probably a lot of fans that are like, we don't need a corner. We drafted a bunch last year. But like we talked about maybe you draft a certain or a Caleb Farley, and now you slide Dantzler to that number two spot. Gladney plays inside, and you kind of now you've gone from a decent second, you know, decent corners with maybe some upside to all this, you know, you add another star, not a star, but a new number one. Now you got a really good, solid secondary, and we did that by just picking up a Patrick Peterson. Yep, all, all of a sudden you only have one hole now, and it's uh, the safety spot opposite of Harrison Smith, which we have always believed that it's like, you know, the the like least important position in the secondary for yeah. the Zimmer defense. That. I mean, the we, high safety playing the at, robber. You don't yeah. really do much. It, it's been Sendejo, Harris, Jaron Curses. That's the thing. It's there. so funny with like the grades that PFF does. Like no matter who we put there, they grade out like they're a fucking rock star. Jaron Curse. Remember when Viking fans were like, "Oh, why don't they play him more? He's so good." Like, dude got cut twice now. He just signed a contract, I think, with the Cowboys. But like, he's just a solid special teamer that like spot started a few times. But in this defense. He seemed pretty good at that safety spot. Anderson Deho. Like, talk oh, about generic random dude. Like, yeah, all it is is basically like, I mean, you play center field, you know, deep safety, or again, you're just playing robber where it's like you're just playing the middle of the field. Just yeah. look at the corner. Or you're just doing eyes. split safety and you're yeah. just helping out the corner. Yeah, you it's know? not like, it's not asking too much. We're not asking you to like do a bunch of rolling coverages. Actually, you're not like manning up the slot receiver yeah. ever. You're not, you know, like we don't ask our safeties to do a lot of that. We don't. Uh, we're we, not we one Harrison of the most Smith blitzing to, teams. So yeah, we ask Harrison Smith to blitz a lot, but like yeah. that other safety is not asked mm-hmm. to like disguise his blitzes. I feel like too with our defense, like we don't blitz a lot on first and second down. Like our whole goal is get them into third and medium or third and long, and now Zimmer's going to dial up a blitz. Which makes a lot of sense with the two runs. Exactly, yeah. It's like, don't let them gain any yards on first and second down. And now I'll worry about... I don't even use the three-tech to rush the passer. I use blitzes. You know, like, so it, it, it actually does make a lot of sense. Like, all he wants to do is mitigate yardage on first and second down. So he can get into third down, and then Zimmer does what Zimmer so does. Into third down, yeah. rotate in Geno Atkins. Yeah, right? <laughs> 
which we do not have signed yet. Okay, you know, don't get confused. We're just well, very excited I mean, for Well, who him. knows? Maybe by the time you guys listen to yeah, this, we'll we stick have it at the front him. of the podcasting <laughs> and like the bar thing. But yeah, safety. Um, I feel like we could fill that in the draft with like a third round pick, like this or third or fourth. There's still like a whole slew of ones that are, in our opinion, just as good as Anthony Harris, who we kind of think is, was pretty overrated. Oh. That you could pick up for two million, three million. We have eight and a half million dollars right now. I'm even fine with a goddamn veteran minimum player right yeah, now. Yeah, like you just plug the hole. It's and that leaves you with, it gives you like a Weatherly type of safety. I mean, the Chiefs have been doing that with like Daniel Sorensen yeah. for like five years, mm-hmm. and they just brought him back on a vet minimum. All you need is just a guy who's like, just does his job. You, exactly. They don't have to be a good athlete; they just have to be a smart athlete. Mm-hmm. It. Yeah, it's just you don't you need someone that's like a step up from, you know, Dakota Dozier type, like the type that's actually hurting you. Give me a Stephen Weatherly type. You know, am I happy he's starting? No, but I know he's not terrible. So stick a guy who's not terrible at the other safety spot, and like you got nine out of eleven spots that have good players. No, but we're kind of burying the Patrick Peterson part. Yeah, this is true. But he slides in as our, I would assume, our number one corner. Yep. Uh, not they'll probably Op- just play sides, but opposite of Cam Dantzler, Jeff Gladney will concentrate on the nickel spot where he graded out better in yeah. PFF. And I think they kind of thought, you know, I mean, it was last year it was like screw it, whatever, we'll make him learn everything, throw the whole kitchen sink at him. But it feels like they think it might might have been a lot for him to learn two roles. Like if he can just focus on that one role. The only part that kind of bugs me, it's like so we used our first round pick on a nickel. Like, I think Nickel's I, valuable, but Mackenzie Alexander, you could pick him up for $3 million. And he was pretty good at Nickel. So was that really a good use of, like, resources? Um, now, tell me that he becomes Anton Winfield, and I'm happy with it all day. Well, so there's that, and I'm also thinking, like, uh, you know, a lot, of, a lot of really good wide receivers do play in the slot a lot now. I know, but, like, you can get a slot corner for nothing. Yeah, but what if they're not, like, super... Oh, well, I guess, you know, like, slot corners are going for, what, like, $6 million? So you're not yeah. going to... He needs to be, like, the best slot corner. Yeah. And, like, dynamic type of, like, getting in the backfield on run plays. And then I'll be like, oh, okay, whatever. I mean, honestly, if he's a good player, I'm not going to care that much. But it does seem weird. Like, Mac wasn't a bad player. He was pretty good. He signed for, like, $4 million with the Bengals. And then was again pretty good. Hey, what if we signed like a very? What if we drafted like a very good Nickelback and we only signed up for like six, seven million, and then you save yourself a boatload of money, and yeah, I'm uh, a very true. good Nickelback. Okay, you know, I like Jeff Gladney, so I'm you know I'm just gonna. Yeah, why are you being so negative? I'm just I'm just seems like that's the one thing that's a little like meh. Um, well, I guess it's also because Dantzler became so good that they're probably like, well, Gladney, you're better at this role. Dantzler hit in the third. He's a starting outside corner. Let's get another one and make this a really good group. Peterson, uh, definitely, you know, older now. He's 10 yeah, years in the league. 31. Yeah. He uh, pro- had his probably his worst year in the league last year. Yeah. Like, again, if you go to PFF grades, it was a pretty bad season. But I've read a lot of articles where they're kind of like, okay, they played the most man of any team and the most man with single high over the top. Like, no help. And a lot of Zimmer's defenses, they do get help. Like, it isn't like you're sticking – a corner one, you know, man on an island. Yeah, it's a lot of you know, if it's man like a man match where like you're oh I pull the outside and then if they go in then there's Eric Kendricks to help, or it's a safety over the top. Like it's not a lot of just you're on your own. So 
I think the hope is in our scheme, he sort of has a second win in his career, sort of like a Terrence Newman or, you know, all the, even Patrick Peterson brought it up. He's like, you know, Zimmer's got a way to like prolong cornerbacks careers, the scheme, whatever it is, like it works, you know? So, and he was a ridiculous athlete when he was drafted. So like, even with like losing some, some juice, like he's still really athletic and really good. So yeah, I'm excited about it. Uh, do you think Mike Hughes gives up his number 21 to the man? I don't know. I like. I, he should. Do you if think, he wants it? Do you think we cut Mike Hughes? So we don't really save any money if we cut him. But yes, how is his? If he doesn't have an injury when he plays, he's not. He's fine. He's not. Hasn't been like you know some shutdown corner. But God, is he hurt all the time? Gonna get rid of Harrison Hand and Chris Boyd for Mike Hughes. Yeah, and also, he was a first-round pick, and at best, he'd be your fourth corner. He just hasn't panned out We're at all. definitely not picking up that fifth-year option. Oh, no, sure. no way. But, I mean, you look at that defense overall. If he was your fourth corner, talk about vastly improving your cornerbacks from last year. And a lot of injuries to our corners last year, too. So, But, like, D-line, way better. Cornerbacks, you know, again... Accounting for Patrick Peterson and then returning players, or just not missing time. And constantly. assuming those returning players get better. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like you're looking at Dantzler and Gladney in year one with no training camp. To hopefully they're better. So should be vastly improved. Linebackers, you get Barr back. Barr and Kendrick. Kendrick Smith, you know, a quarter of the season. So get those guys back, and then you know, hopefully Hitman doesn't take a step back. Because if you know, if you're going to talk about young players getting better, Hitman's getting up there. Still talking to him about an extension too to lower his cap, but. I don't even know if that's necessary now. Like, what are they going to do? They have eight and a half million. Are they really going to sign like two more guys? I, I feel like one, I feel like there's a, a offensive lineman that they're going to try to grab. Unless this Mason Cole fellow is it. No, there's an offensive lineman coming. I don't know who. Forrest Lamp or. Someone, we're, we're getting someone because we don't want to like, I, I feel like they're okay if there's like, one hole on the offensive line going into the draft. I, I really don't think they want to be like, all right, we have to take an offensive lineman or have to take like the D end. Well, that that's the thing. It's like you're going to go in with two holes and then what? Start two rookies, or you're going to start say you do draft like Darasaw, then in the inside you're starting mm. Oli Udo or Mason Cole. Like you feel like hopefully that's better than Dozier, but I'm certainly like you guys kind of didn't fill the hole again. Yeah, you didn't. Go out of your way to just lock like if it you down. drafted Darisaw and didn't do anything at guard, like Mason Cole is the guy. Like, yeah, you upgraded an offensive line position. You hope. Yeah, Reef was true. pretty that, good. That's, like, that's true. Like in theory, you're you, you yeah, upgraded. Yeah, but I mean, you certainly make that trade. Yeah, but you still lost Riley Reef while still having a gaping hole at left guard. Yeah, so you're still ending up relatively the same offensive mm-hmm. line as last year. Yeah, you, that would kind of be what you're looking at. Maybe you just have a slight hope that instead of Dozier being a complete failure, you got like someone who's just like kind of a failure. It, but Someone it, who grades it, out at a 45 instead of a 30? Yeah, like uh, two less pressures. I don't know. It, it's interesting that I get why they attack defense. Clearly Zimmer was like, I want defense. And our defense was bad last year. It was really bad. Now there was injuries, whatever, but the offense was good. Even with Dakota Dozier, the offense was good. Yep. So I get why they attack defense. It's just 
for how much shit Rick Spielman gets for not just taking the offensive line and fixing it, he's just like, he's like, nah, I'm still not going to do it. He's smart or stubborn. Yeah. I'm not sure. like, what's, <laughs> and it's interesting because he did draft, you know, Bradbury in the first round, O'Neill in the second round, Ezra, Ezra in the wins. second round. Um, so and he had signed Riley Reed and Remmers, and like he's tried, and but all of that in the last four years, right? I believe so, because 2017 is when we signed Reef and Remmers, I think, oh. that offseason. Then they played that year. So, like, it, it, I feel like it's not for a lack of trying, but I do feel like it's sort of, besides that offseason when it was Reef and Remmers, it's always been like, ooh, we'll get uh, Dakota Dozier, or we'll get Josh Klein. Josh Klein. And it's like, uh, that's not, I don't know if there's just not enough good offensive linemen to go around. Like, I you see teams sign it. Pat Elfline, and it's like, well, that guy sucks. Like, we... For two years, wanted him off our team. I think that like actually is the case. Yeah, and I I, I remember hearing a couple of years ago. I don't know if that still holds true, but like college foot, the way call a lot of like college offenses spreads. are, they don't get a bunch of NFL ready offensive linemen. Yep. So you kind of just have to start plucking at them at just like the raw tools and going, eh, hopefully I can make this guy into something. Yep. I mean, you're looking at a bunch of teams running spread offenses and, you know, just passing all the time. You're not, they're not running NFL offenses. So, or yeah. like a bunch of read option. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Tons of that crap. So, yeah. If, I mean, if Pat Elfline's getting decent money, they're probably not a good enough good ones to go around. And, you know, it's not for lack of trying because from what everyone says, we were in on Joe Thune. Like, we tried to go for Joe Thune. Dude got paid ridiculous, like 80 million bucks or something. Yeah, over five years. For a years. guard. Like, uh, oh, and like Cam Irving uh, also went with to the Panthers. Yeah. He sucks. He got like $10, $10 million as well. It's. It, I mean, it's even like when we signed Remmers. Like, every Panther fan was like, that dude sucks. And we're like, we don't care. We got nothing. We had Jake Long and, and Matt Khalil. Even when the Panthers gave Matt Khalil that money, we were like... That guy sucks. They're like, like, it's better than what we have. Yeah, yeah. We're all just like playing like hot potato with terrible linemen. Like, oh, Pat Alflight. Look what I got. It's like, dude, that guy sucks. So that's right. The Panthers are trying to uh, replace Jordan Gross. Yeah, with Matt Khalil. And we were trying to replace Matt Khalil with Riley Reef, which, hey, we kind of hit on one. But then we were trying to replace, I don't know who was on the right side. Was Lodholt retire? Andre Smith? Andre Smith, like, I think it was yeah, the Yeah, we tried him one year. Alex Boone for one year. Like, it was, it's, I mean, it is what we're getting right I now. I forgot with, about Alex Boone. He played it, guard. He did play guard, yeah. Mason Cole, like, that's, it's sort of similar. Like, we get him, and it's like, oh, interesting, 25-year-old. Book. Every Cardinal fan is like, dude sucks. <laughs> the dude sucks. So I don't know what it is with offensive line, but, I mean, who has a good one nowadays? The Packers? Raiders used to. Yeah, Raiders, Raiders just dismantled their offensive line. I mean, mutiny. Yeah. Well, even like the Cowboys, like they used to be like the gold standard. And now it's like they had injuries and they had problems. And now it's like, that. Eh, it's not even that good. You know? Oh. The only team that seems to have a good one is usually the Packers. They just lost Corey Lindsley, though. Yeah, but that's true. The, the Bucs have a really good oh, one. Oh, Bucs have a really good one. Browns. Browns have a good one. You know, but that you know that's teams like they didn't. The Patriots. Well, they lost Thune. Well, they had a good draft last year, too. I think they picked up two guys that are like, they're going to plug right in. No yeah, problem. They got that win. damn coach, though. It's all coaching. When Sperano was here, man, things were humming. You lose him, you got Rest these... Recipes. Yeah, you got these clowns and messing around, messing stuff up. But, yeah, you know, like the Browns, they didn't they didn't do any half measures with the Josh Klein type. They were like, we're going to get Jack Conklin, and then we're going to draft Jedrick Wills. Like, well, that is premium assets you're using yeah, didn't they hit on their interior lineman with like mid round picks? Well, they signed JC Treader. Okay. Out of the Packers, who just like churn linemen apparently. And then they had uh Is the Austin Blythe? 
Austin Blythe with and Joel Batonio. Joel Batoni, which I think they drafted. I don't know Blythe. Blythe they drafted him. I know they drafted Batoni, but so like, and they were just like, screw it. We need new tackles. Boom, we got two new tackles. And the year before, I think they paid for J.C. Treader. So, I mean, you obviously need cap space and having Baker on a rookie deal. And you need yes, and you need that uh, tackle class to fall the way it did yeah. last year. Like and, having four like stud tackles yeah. in that class. Like well. Three, because Andrew Thomas did not play very yeah. well. Yeah, second half he was better, so maybe he turns around. Well, and, you know, I guess Ezra didn't play tackle, but he was supposed to be a tackle, and he no. did pretty damn well. I mean, he's a good tackle class. This year's supposed to be a good one, too. I'm sure a lot of people are like, what the hell are they doing on the offensive line? You cut Reef, which, you know, he's what it is. We needed the money. I would have been fine having him back. I get why they had to cut him. Your left guard suck, but this is also a good tackle draft. Like, you could immediately all of a sudden say you do draft Darasaw, and he's a, just a plug-and-play, Jedrick Wills, Tristan Wirfs type. Forget about forget and, about his spot. Yep. And then in this, you know, if you trade up in the second, or if you just sign someone that's a little better than Mason Cole, or maybe Mason Cole's just that much better than Dakota Dozier, your offensive line's just, like it could easily be not that much different, but it could be. I mean, you've got now you're looking at two first rounders, two second rounders, and then whatever you do at left guard, like it's a lot of assets put into that you know and and that and those are just in the last four years two firsts and two mm-hmm. seconds in i mean the last four years you definitely want to see bradbury take like a step he's been a good run blocker a bad pass blocker ezra was good as a rookie if he takes a step forward o'neill seems like he's you know could be a pro bowler here soon and Bradbury's, then draft some stud on the left side yeah hopefully i mean i i wouldn't mind if our first two picks were both linemen i mean Tried like I would prefer if it's like a trade up to get like the middle of second for someone that I feel more comfortable with starting. So you have you know, because I feel like Lyman can start as rookies. I don't know Ezra fucking did it. Brian O'Neill did. Those are both guys that are like oh they're too skinny they need time and they both played great. You know I wouldn't be opposed to like somehow getting a team in the late first to cough up like a first and the second like pick thirty for the first and the second. So we moved down to 14 to 30, but then we trade up to like 21. Yeah. To grab like uh, uh, the the tackle we want still. Honestly. And then you still have that second round yeah. pick. And then you trade up again and grab like the guard you really like. And mm-hmm. then we're like, all right. I feel just like sit and wait for everything else. That checks the boxes. Like we always say like the first three rounds you can kind of count as these guys would say like, hey, you, you drafted him to start. Let's see what happens. Like if you had a guy in the first and in the second, like hopefully they're good, but... Uh-huh. That's, like if that's you were, filling the holes. If you were some, somehow able to come out of there with like Samuel Cosme and uh, like Alex Leatherwood or like Landon Dickerson mm-hmm. or something like that. That's that, like, I would feel just as good about that than signing some Josh Klein type. Like I feel probably better drafting like Wyatt Davis or Landon Dickerson or someone in the second as a guard than signing Joe Blow, mediocre you know. Trading a six for Mason Cole. And yeah, yeah. You know, like then then Mason Cole's in his correct spot. You traded a sixth for depth. It right. is what it is. We did the same thing with Brett Jones, whatever. But so, yeah, I mean, and like you said, trading down on the first, it's a good tackle class. If you're not like really stuck on a guy, like if I say if, if, if Penny Sewell and Slater are gone, I have no problem trading back 10, 12 picks. And if it, instead of getting Darasa, you get Cosme or you get... Tevin Jenkins, or you get like, there's a bunch of them. Well, okay, and then gain a second round pick, and now you can, you know, maneuver. It's not like it's a, there's only two of them, you know? 
It's, I guess, like if you were trying yeah, it's to. It's not like it's Sewell, Slater, and then a bunch of second and third round. Yeah, guys. it's not like it's the DT position where it's Christian Barmore, and if you don't get him, you're kind of dealing with like more projects or like just lesser talents. Yeah, like, you're dealing with like the Ross Blacklocks. Yeah, and stuff exactly. Like that. like that type of player. So it's it's the right position to need, which might be why we were like, let's fill some defensive stuff, and this draft is plentiful with offensive line, so let's just. Oh. grab him there even like the corner like i don't f- caleb farley might fall to us now because he has like a back issue or something or what i forget what it was but he's got some sort of problem right now he might have might fall but i don't think Sertain was falling to us and i don't even know if we want to use a first on a corner so you're not going to get probably a decent starting corner now if you're not if you're waiting till like the third so get him in for agency if you're not if you don't want to take barmore at 14 you're not getting someone you can plug and play at dt so sign that guy, Dalvin Tomlinson, and now go grab some, you know, now you've got a hole at left tackle, left guard, and safety. I think you could fill the safety in the third round. Yeah. I just want to say the disrespect towards uh, J.C. Horn is unbelievable. Oh, I forgot about him. His pro day was ridiculous. Uh, so. I, yeah, I, I will take J.C. Horn any day of the week. I'm but, not now. But, yeah, now, well, now thing, it's a little different. It's interesting, though, because Patrick Sertain, or not Patrick, uh, Patrick Peterson is a one-year deal. Like, there's no guarantee he won't just immediately be gone. But there's... N- I think we talked about it a little bit. There's no way Zimmer and Rick are drafting a backup. You know, yeah. they're not drafting a fourth corner. You know, because you're not you're not going to draft now J.C. Horn at 14 and do what? Bench Dantzler? Bench J.C. Horn? You're not benching Patrick Peterson? Gladney's your slot. So like, corners off the board in the first round, unless no, there's it's no. It's off unless. the board. Yeah, yeah there's, there's it's no just unless. off the board. So which should make fans happy. Because I think they're sick of the corners being taken. But it's also the reason why we we don't think we'll take, you know, like I don't think we're going to take a linebacker. Barr has now only got one more year, but. We're not going to take a guy who's only going to play 30%, 30% of, the of the snaps. Yeah, there's just no way. So it's Just like we're not going to take Christian Barmore now. Yeah, there you go. Barmore, DT's off the board. DT, cornerback, linebacker, off the board. I, Safety's probably off the board because I don't know if anyone's worth it. I would say edge kind of gets pushed down the board too. Yeah, because you've dumped a bunch of money into defense. Like now, I'm not saying. Yeah, like, like it's 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 probably the third likeliest position you would take, but it's like it's so clearly offensive line. I would, I would say the skill position is so plentiful. You almost put that that over edge. Yeah, because if, if you have the chance to get Devontae Smith, Jalen Waddle, Jamar Chase, Kyle Pitts, one of the four, or you can take Quiddy Pay. The, the thing is, the skill positions guys are also better. The, and like, that's, it's and a similar need now, and the skill guys are better. So now, like, how are you going to sit there and take Quiddy Pay over Kyle Pitts? Like, I like Pay, but yep. do, is it that big of a need? You need to add a now a first-round pick to your D-line? Like, I would if we take him, would I be mad? No. But if we take him and Jamar Chase and Pitts were there, it's like, I think I would have went with a third receiver or a second tight end that could, like, impact more. Yeah, like, if it's if it's, like... Jalen Waddle, Devontae Smith, I would still take them, but maybe maybe they don't like them as much as like they like maybe pay is just off the board compared to them. Yeah. But if it's like again, pay against like a blue chip guy in our opinion of Chase or Pitts, then I'm still scratching my mm-hmm. head going, Did we do that because of need or right. do we really think pay is, is that better good? Than well it's 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 interesting because we talked about having like those backstop guys to make it so you're not pinpointed to like have to do something so getting weatherly you got a competent guy there getting you know like a vigil not that weirdo taking a linebacker but you know plugging Packer peterson in we don't really need that now so you can 
except the fact that your offensive line has two gaping holes. You can pretty much go now best player available. But how you you can't you still need to fill that. I would say like it's going to be best offensive player available, be it tackle or skill position player. So I I honestly I think that's probably possible because of how good this tackle class is. Like if you do say you, know, you probably go into the draft, you're Rick Spielman, you think okay. I'm probably going to draft Vera Tucker, Darasa. Best lineman is probably going to be a good value and fills a need. Oh. But in the off chance that, you know, Jamar Chase, Pitts, Devonta Smith, one of those guys falls, I'm going to take him. And then I'm going to trade up and I'm going to try to fill that, t- that, that offensive line hole some other way. I, I, you have to. It's just better value. I, you did a mock draft, mock draft last week where I think it – kind of hit it perfectly where you just did a bunch of trading up and it was uh I did one qu- trade down and then a bunch up. Yeah, it was what what'd you say, quality over quantity yeah. at this point? And I feel like that like like you've been saying, Zimmer and Spielman probably get into like that target year where, you know, we gotta do something, mm-hmm. make a run. Also you added fifteen picks last year. Like how many players do you need on a roster? Like I'd rather get four guys in the top hundred, which is what I think I did, than basically one for sure starter and then two third rounders and then a bunch of later picks. Like I think I came out of that with, you know, two offensive linemen and a safety that could be a pretty likely starters. And I think yeah. I also got the edge guy in there yeah, too. Yeah, and you got yeah. Jalen Jalen Phillips, yeah. yeah. So now I don't know how realistic that is, but because that not GM stuff's pretty easy on there. Yeah, on so the I don't know how the you know all the trades, I'm sure it's I don't know how But just just the sheer idea of it is yeah. kind of what like I'm getting across. I'm just saying because you can. We did it on the internet meeting. We we should do it. Just in theory, it's the right idea of what I think we should do in the draft. Yeah. Of just go target players. It's not even impossible either because like the draft where we trade up for Patterson, like no one thought we were gonna all of a sudden go get a third first round pick. You know, like you can with we have four for four fourths, two thirds, three fifths, and a sixth. Like we have a whole bunch of mid middle picks. And a lot of teams do like to trade down because it's kind of like the in vogue thing. It's like you in the draft. Capital. Yeah, you want more pulls at the lottery ticket. I mean, we like to trade down. The the Vikings like to trade down, and I I like to trade down. But I think what you're saying is like in this scenario where we need guys now, or at least our management thinks we do because they're gonna lose their jobs if we don't win. Trade up and go get guys you can use this year. Kind of reminds you of like what the Saints have been doing the last couple of years, where they like yeah. circle a guy and they just go get him. Uh-huh. They traded. What, like two firsts for Davenport? And then they traded their entire third day to us to get some tight end. Now, has it turned out like it's working for them? Not really. But pick better players. Like, that's I, that's like, I that, was, that's all it is, though. Yeah. It's just evaluate the players better. Just, uh-huh. and, and I feel like we do a better job at evaluating talent than the Saints do, mm-hmm. besides that one draft, which was amazing for the Saints. But. Which just, like, built their whole team until, like, now it's collapse on itself but that draft was amazing maybe they were like oh we nailed it we know how to do this pick our guys so yeah i think and i like trading down from our 14th pick if if all those skill guys and like clear blue chippers aren't there i think we even talked about like the next 15 dudes they're all the same there isn't like a clear like this guy's way better it's by the time it gets to 14 if it goes kind of how we expect 14 to 25 it's the same caliber of player yeah, they like you go back and look at years past in drafts. Like, so many times you think like every most probably 
25 out of 32 picks, I think, are going to be like superstar players. You know, they're super. Yeah. They're, they're so cool coming out of college. Like a third of them hit. Mm-hmm. So well, it's like us last year. We had the what? The 22nd pick. 22 and 25. And we get Jefferson, who's so far clearly the best receiver, probably the best offensive player in that draft. Maybe not besides the quarterbacks or whatever. But like, you. It, it doesn't really matter where you pick. It matters who you pick. Like oh. so, trading down as long as you pick a guy who doesn't suck. Like the Eagles, they took a wide receiver at twenty-one right in front of us. They took Jalen Rager. Yeah, they could have had Justin Jefferson. So I, I see a lot of people talking about, oh, like, you know, don't take you know guards in the first round. It's like, well, if he's really good, do I want to take the guard that I'm really confident is going to be good, or the corner who I, I'm like iffy on? Do I take the Pro Bowl guard or the number two cornerback? Yeah. Now, you don't know for sure on either, but what if you feel really good about the guard? Huh. Like, there's so many busts in the first round. Like, I, I don't know. I just draft Like, imagine players. if people said, don't take a guard in the first round and Quentin Nel- and, like, stuck with it. Yeah. And Colson Nelson, no matter how good he was, they're like, nope, we do not take guards in the first round. Yeah. And he was a second round pick. Like, well, how even, foolish yeah, would you people, feel? Even with the running backs, like, I get why you wouldn't want to just take, like, I think it's dumb that you know people are taking like Ronnie Brown and Cadillac Williams but like Adrian Peterson that guy was clearly really good now you say you know don't take running backs in the first round or people say that like okay so the next pick was like Levi Brown or something like that guy sucked yeah so they so should we have taken Levi Brown because he's a tackle I mean I get one is way more important but what if the guy sucks if actually flip the Cardinals took Levi Brown the tackle because he was a tackle and not a running back. Right, right, right. And which right, right. led Peterson to fall to us. Yeah. And so, like, the Cardinals, Levi Brown lasted, like, two years with them. Would you have two years of bad tackle play or Hall of Fame running back? Yeah, I feel like there's all this, like, oh, you got to do this in the draft. You got to do this. You got to make this. Like, well, draft good players. Like Kyle Pitts, people don't draft tight end. Uh, tight ends don't go top ten. Tight ends don't go in the first round. Kyle Pitts is a different story. Like, if he's Darren Waller, would you take Darren Waller in the top 10? Now, if he turns out to suck, well, you shouldn't have taken him. You shouldn't have taken him in the second round, third round, whatever. Like, it, it's, it's even like when we traded for Vedvik. It's like, oh, you can't give up a fifth for Vedvik. Who gives a shit? If he's good, he's good. Now, we were wrong because he sucked. Just like if this Mason Cole guy sucks, that's where you're wrong. Like, I don't, I don't really care what players play. And I'm not taking a kicker in the second round or a punter or whatever, but like... I, know, just, I mean, if he's a Hall of Fame kicker, I'll take him in the second. <laughs> How round. high really would don't... you take Justin Tucker? <laughs> I would take him in the second. If yeah, like would you? I feel yeah. like you would. Like for a team like us that has had horrible problems with kickers, if you knew you were getting Justin Tucker, I'm taking him in the second. Taking him in the second. Okay, now what do you think you're getting, Justin Tucker? The fourth? Like you're like eighty percent sure because you're not sure. If about I'm eighty, anyone. if I'm eighty percent sure, I'm taking him in the second. Wow. Okay. okay. If I'm sixty percent sure, I'm taking them in the third. Less than fifty, we'll talk about mid and later round picks. But like, that's how bad our kicker situation is. Yeah. And again, and you know, half the second round busts. If you get a good kicker, it's better than getting fucking. I'm trying to think of the last second round pick we had that was garbage. I don't. I don't know. Fucking Demetrius Underwood played <laughs> fucking nothing for us. He quit after one day of I practice. I saw that tweet. Someone yeah. was like, "Has there ever been a worse thing than Isaiah Wilson?" Yeah. Who, wow, I, that will, guy's a disaster. And some dude was like, Demetrius Underwood <laughs> just left after like his first signing his contract or whatever. So I uh, was too young to like even know about any of this, but apparently he showed up in like uh, uh, like uh, 
like full on commando gear and shit like that. Like Dude must have had a screw loose. Can <laughs> yeah. you imagine like how so, pissed you would be if we drafted a player at like fourteen and then he just lost his mind and fucking quit the day after signing? His yeah, contract. like oh, we got Demetrius Underwood, like this, you know, DN, like he's gonna get. Oh, you know, we got Christian Derisai, you know, fucking. Yeah. and he's like, like, yeah, I'm just gonna quit. I, <laughs> I don't like football no more. I mean, I guess it's sort of what happened with Isaiah Wilson. Like, can you imagine if we drafted Isaiah Wilson? Now it it was like a year later they realized that they totally screwed it up, but which makes the underwear thing even more amazing. Like, you you found out like two months, three months after you drafted him, it was like, oh wow, we wasted a pick, we wasted. <laughs> you know, it's, and I've read about him something like their own coaches were saying, do not draft him, do not draft this man. This man is not meant to be like he's not. He he's not like football. Yeah, like it's what I don't. I assume the. Uh, where did Isaiah Wilson come from? Georgia? Yeah. Like, I'm hoping those coaches were also like, ah, steer clear, but must not have been. Or they pulled a Denny Green and just didn't listen. And oh, so, We can fix that. Yeah. We'll give him some money. <laughs> How's looking back at, like, Denny Green's draft site? That dude is not. I mean, like, we sucked at drafting for so we long. We are very lucky that we got Randy Moss. Yeah, like, <laughs> Randy Moss basically made him. Like, I, offensive line, we were good at drafting. I mean, they took, like, like Stussy, Stringer. I think Dixon might have even been drafted by us. I think Jeff so. Christie. So, like, he could do offensive line and basically Randy Moss. And Dante. 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 And he got Dante. And he got Dante. Did he draft Robert Smith? Yeah, I assume so. See? Yeah. yeah. Uh, y'all, the uh, man could draft. Could draft offense. <laughs> could not draft defense. Um, did he draft Jimmy Hitchcock? Probably. I'm not sure. That's a feather in your cap, but he's solid. Um, all right. Anyways, let's uh, let's recap this free agency, and then we'll uh, we'll get out of here. So, basically, we brought in the big signings were Dalvin Tomlinson and Patrick Peterson. Yep. And then we also added some, you know, just role player types. I mean, Weatherly was already added before, and then Nick Vigil, and then we traded for Mason Cole. I, I mean, we brought back a few other guys, but I think those are the new additions. Yeah, I think those are so, the new additions. Starting three tech, a starting cornerback. I guess you would consider Nick Vigil a starting base linebacker. Yep. Uh, and then Mason Cole, who's... He's your, he's your competition for guard, and at, if he loses the job, he's just a depth player. And if he wins the job, I guess he's your starting guard, which is a little scary. Um, what would you grade that if you had to give a, 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 a grapes grade? So considering uh, you had to cut Reef and Rudolph... Yeah, and Shamar... And and Dan Bailey. We also have Greg Joseph, if people don't know who our kicker is. Yep. But um, yeah, what, the big cuts were Dan Bailey, Shamar, and Rudolph, and yep. Reef. So you tr- would you trade those four for the five I j- you just named? Yes. I mean, like Kyle Rudolph, not good at football anymore. Shamar Stefan, not good at football. I mean, again, the these, guys are, these guys are both, they do their job. They're replacement. They're replacement level that were paid too much. Uh, Dan Bailey's terrible. And Riley Reef was a solid left tackle that I would have been okay having back but would i rather have delvin tumlinson patrick peterson nick vigil and this other dude i mean delvin tumlinson patrick Peterson alone i'd rather have them yep i mean i think we we sacrificed some players on the offense on a top five ranked offense do we rank by yards yeah we were top five so you yeah you lost your tight end and your left tackle And we massively upgraded the defense. Yeah. On top of getting, you know, five players back from injury, you hope that unit goes from bottom half of the league back into the top 10 or somewhere in that area. Yep. I I feel like as long as you get, 
you you got to hit on one more starting offensive lineman. Absolutely. It, like, if Mason Cole's your guy, it is what it is. Just be better than Dozier. Yep. But Just you, be better than Dozier. Well, but but you need one guy to be Riley Reef. At better. minimum. Yep. yep. At minimum, Riley Reef. So, like, whether it's Derisov, Veritucker, Cosme, Radunes, whoever mm-hmm. you want, just got to be better than Reef, and you completely blew away the free agency because I didn't expect any Well, that's the thing. Players. I think going in, we both were like, okay, in a pipe dream, one solid starter. And probably more like a bunch of, like, Ooh. let's wait for the market to settle because it's going to be a bunch of vets out there looking for jobs. A lot of guys were cut. We'll pick off a couple guys, kinda, fill some holes. Kind of figured we'd just get like three or four Nick Vigil, uh, yeah, Vigils yeah. Some, on. Yeah, a Weatherly, a Vigil, a Mason Cole, maybe a Will Parks type. You know, just some guys to plug some holes. Gather our comp picks that we thought we'd get, which we clearly wouldn't get any. We might get, you know, minor one. We're not going to get shit now. But, and then go to the draft and try to like add the impact guys. And we added like legit two impact guys. So I think you're right though. At this point, it's like an incomplete. You can't really grade it because you got to get one more decent lineman. Yeah. yeah, Like, like the, the painting's not complete. Yeah. Like the, the, I I haven't seen, I don't know what the big picture is because I don't mm-hmm. know what our plan is for the draft. I, so I can't great. I don't know if we're gonna sign like Russell Okung and right. then we have eight million dollars. Yeah, and then like wait for like and trade up for a guard later in the draft. I mean, imagine if we did that. We signed Russell Okung and then draft Elijah Vera Tucker at fourteen. That offensive line is suddenly one of the best. I mean, like that's a stacked line. Good. And on paper, I mean, yeah, if Bradbury continues to be mediocre and Ezra doesn't take a step forward, there could be some problems. But that's really fucking good. Because then at that point, it is nothing but complimentary players the rest of the way through the draft. Grab a safety in the third, and or and you could trade up and grab a safety. You and could like, grab a good. I would, a, be, I would even say that like the the second safety mm-hmm. is. A complimentary piece at this point. Yeah. Like with he absolutely is. Everything else on that defense. Yeah. So like you said, the, the painting's not finished and you just see people on Twitter just bitching that we don't have our offensive line. Like I saw one guy before free even started, right after we cut Reef, he like posted our salaries for offensive line and was like least money spent at offensive line. It's like it's a fucking beginning of free agency. Like And three of those were draft picks. Shut yeah, up. Yeah, like it's like I don't They're on their rookie contracts. Who like you wait till right after we cut reef and then like dude, they don't invest any money in the line. It's like, well, hold on. Like we're in the middle of like all the moves. Let's find out what we do. If we decide to take a first round left tackle, like doesn't that kind of change? I don't know. It's funny when people I feel like when I listen to like twins podcasts too, it's the same thing. Like people don't wait till the very end of the offseason to be like, okay. Did that plan make sense? It's like they're in the middle of it. Like, dude, they're just going to start this shit line? Like, Rashad Hill again? Like, we'll see. Maybe you're right, and it will be Rashad Hill and fucking Oli Udo. And I will also be like, this is bold. We are, Rick Spielman is risking his job on Rashad Hill and Oli Udo finally taking that step. But I'm not going to bitch when all of a sudden we maybe sign Russell Okun and draft Elijah Vera Tucker. And I just spent two months bitching about offensive line. It's like, oh, well. I see what you did there, Rick. You know, yeah. and that's not even that. I think that's not even that crazy to yeah, foresee. Really, like, I, we have eight and a half million dollars and more coming because of Rudolph. You could spend that whole thing one year, eight million for Russell Okun, and I, then draft a guard. I didn't even like think of that scenario until I just like spoke Okun into existence, yeah. and then you were like, and then draft Farrah Tucker. I was even like thinking like draft from like the second. You could or get third. fun with it too. Yeah. You could instead draft a guard, trade up for, you know, or just draft like Kendrick Green and let him compete with Mason Cole. You kind of have that weaker left guard spot, but hopefully still better. And then you could draft 
anything. Yeah, because like basically you're running back last year, hopefully last year's offensive line at that point. Yeah. And then so you're running back a top five offense with a top ten defense, and then you're about to add whatever Some, blue chip player that yeah, you want. Maybe it is, you know, a Quiddy Pay or a Kyle Pitts. But or I do a, actually like kind of prefer drafting Vera Tucker with like Okung and then just going sweet offensive line and then like Again, trading up into the second and getting like the dynamic receiver or mm-hmm. or a starting edge safety guy or think, the or, yeah, safety, yeah, like just just fill the last two spots on the offensive line. And you, I mean, and if Okun's too much, like you could still, I mean, there's say you sign Rick Rick Wagner, like that right tackle for the Packers last year. He wasn't he isn't blowing the doors off anyone, but he's way better than Dakota Dozier is at left guard. So if you put him at right tackle, shift O'Neal to left tackle, and then draft Elijah Tucker, like. That's still much better than our offensive line was last year, and that's not that hard to foresee yep. that could possibly happen. Basically, sign a respectable offensive lineman. Yeah, that's really all. That's, that's really left. all you got to do, and we have the money to do it. And especially if you can like sign him for five, and then get Geno Atkins for three, and yeah. then we're all happy. Honestly, Geno Atkins is thirty-three, coming off an injury season. Like, I I could see him signing for like nothing, like two million bucks. That sounds fun. You know, let's do that. But you know, I've seen people be like, let's get Geno Atkins and Carlos Dunlap. Just bring back the Bengal boys, you know? Like, <laughs> I'm okay with anyone at this point. We got the t- we got Patrick Peterson, who's fucking just sweet in general. Delvin Tomlinson. Oh, you know another issue with those two guys? They don't they don't get hurt. Patrick yes. Peterson never had a major injury in his career. Only games he missed was when he was doing steroids. Like that. I like the effort. Yep. We try to cheat in practice squad guys, lose some draft picks. Patrick Peterson. Trying to do a little HGH. Dalvin Tomlinson hasn't missed a start in his whole career. Just always there. Fun fact. Fun fact. Yeah. Uh, did you know that in the end, from what I heard, hopefully this is true. Oh, this is good. This is a uh, Graves rumor, rumor mail here. In the history of the NFL, there have only been two players named Dalvin. We got them both. And we have them both right this now. Is, I mean, that's step one to a Super Bowl. No. Obtain all yeah. the players step with one, the same cool Step one, collect Dalvin. Step two... <laughs> Step three, profit. <laughs> it's very simple. I mean, we figured it out years ago. Um, okay, so, I mean, hopefully uh, we get a few more moves this week, and then we'll get back on the mics next week sometime, talk about this Russell Okun signing, Geno Atkins, who knows. Something's brewing. You don't have $8 million. We signed you- two offensive linemen, and then the draft is just whatever. Now, that's fun. That's, now, that now is that's fun, fun that's, too. That's the backstop If you sign, theory. like, two $4 million guys. Yeah. And where it's like, all right, we don't have to take the tackle or guard in the first. We'll take best player available, but then we'll we'll take a guard and a tackle somewhere in to there. compete. You yeah. know what? I don't. I don't like. I'm looking at the guard market though, and like, who's good? It I seems like it's all tackles. That's like Jeff Schwartz, tackles. Eric Fisher, Rick Wagner. Miss Schwartz, you keep doing that. Jeff, Jeff's the brother, right? Yeah. Fuck him. Um, <laughs> and then you know Russell Okung is out there. So those are guys that are like name brand. Uh, the guard market, I don't even know who these clowns are. I mean, Nick Eason's denying contracts from us, apparently. Um, but we have money, and why did we restructure Adam Thielen? Why did we make Barr restructure? Why did, like, you, and, you, you, know, you gotta spend it, right? And if we re-sign Harrison Smith, Loris Cap, we have even more money. Yeah, and you could even do an extension if you want to be nice to Daniil. Give him more money, but do it in the future years. Lower his cap, drop that cap, and give him a bonus. You could have like 15, 20 million. You go pog wild. Then you could sign four players and draft best player available. Yeah, sign them all. They're still really good players in Bradency. Like, I want Malik Hooker. 
Yeah, get the safety. I mean, he's a former first rounder. There's. A, I feel like you can give him like three million dollars. The man's not getting it. He went to visit the Cowboys and they signed Jaron Curse over him. So I don't know if he's asking for too much money or and if they he's still hurt. Keanu Neal, who's gonna play linebacker? linebacker for him. Yeah, he's gonna play linebacker. We were looking at him apparently, yeah. but they're still like they're still Jadavion Clowney. They're still like they're still good edge players. There's still a bunch of receivers that like yeah. I'd be as our number three. I'm not looking for you know Will Fuller, but I love it though that the. I, all these Packer fans really want a Will Fuller, and the Packers just done nothing. Yeah, done nothing. And apparently Rodgers will restructure. Lost yeah, lost Lindsley. They cut Kirksey. They got Aaron Jones back. Oh yeah, they got Aaron Jones. That, that, that Drafted guy. a running back in the second round just to uh, re-sign. I feel like they back. approach Rodgers for a uh, contract restructure, and he's like, "So you want me to restructure to give you cap space so you can sign me like a weapon? How about you don't draft my backup and use that asset?" To fucking get me a weapon, go fuck yourself. Yeah. You know, like if I'm him, it's like you drafted my backup, you drafted Aaron Jones's backup, and you drafted a fullback. And you, they just resigned Marcy. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, yeah, Two years, nine million. He's like, nah. so then you just draft, and you drafted a third string tight end, yeah, or a fullback, yeah. Good job. So it's like I think I'm not gonna play ball with you guys. I mean, I don't know if there was a way to restructure where he gets more money or something, but it sounded like they approached him and then he just was like, nah. And now it's like don't, too late. All the good, all the top end receivers are taken. They can sign a you know a generic random. Don't worry, but, they re-signed Alan Lazard. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Maybe Devin Funches will come back from the COVID. Uh, he is. Yep. He's oh, playing, that's their. He big, restructured as well. Oh, wow. Oh. Okay. What he went from four million to three million. Probably. Would they pay him last year? Um, so yeah, they they're not doing well. The Bears are they cut Kyle Fuller so they could bring on Andy Dalton. They took a swing at Wilson and they're like, mm, struck out. Let's go get Andy. Why wouldn't they sign Fitzpatrick? I have no idea. It's just that. better. Andy Dalton is not good. You know, I I would have I would have went for Fitzpatrick, or I would have traded a mid to late round pick for Gardner Minshew. I would trade a mid to late for Marcus Mariota. Or Ma- Mariota, like any, yeah. Like, Minshew at least can move around. Like I just don't know if like if the pocket passing of Andy Dalton's gonna go well. But they have a bad offensive line yeah. too. I mean that that team almost feels like they're like they're about to collapse. Like you cut your best corner. Well, did you shopped Akeem Hicks. Have you seen like the argument on Twitter right now where Andy Dalton's a better value than Kirk Cousins it is? Oh, I don't. That I'm sure. I guess if you want to claim value, but I I need better players. Again, I don't. It's like you're th- you're overthinking it. Do you want a worse player for ten million dollars or a better player for thirty? I don't know. Like what are you what are you doing here? I, I have no idea. You could get Andy Dalton every year. Then it'll be great. You can never pay your quarterback, and you can have Andy Dalton. Well, well, you who's know, the better you, team? I, I well, they were the, last year. The the uh, the thing I love the, about the uh, argument for like the Andy Dalton style quarterback is well, it gives you opportunity to uh, invest your first round pick into uh, your future quarterback. Okay, well that's fine, but am I going to draft like Rex Grossman with that? Because if I've got if I'm Taking Andy Dalton just to draft Rex Grossman or Cade McNown. No, I've got two Andy Daltons. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand. So so Andy Dalton at $10 million, wouldn't Mitch Trubisky at $3 million be a better value? Why not just keep him and keep Kyle Fuller? I have no idea. Would you rather have Trubisky and Fuller or fucking Andy Dalton? Andy Dalton was a backup last year. He was a backup. So Somebody brought up, like, okay, that's fine, but you're saying you'd rather have Andy Dalton 
and the cap space in the last couple, like three seasons that they used to equal Kirk's contract would be so Dalton, Jimmy Graham, Tack Cohen, and like two other bums who don't even see the field. <laughs> so you'd rather have those five players over Kirk Cousins. That's like saying Andy Dalton is a better value than any quarterback that's paid that like you don't consider like elite. So is he a better value than Stafford? A better value than Derek Carr? Like, yeah, I don't know what value means. It just means he's cheap. Yeah, well, they, 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 they used uh, uh, war and they, you know, wins above replacement. And I don't even he know. He was how a you backup do that. last year. I, I, <laughs> you know, Andy oh, Dalton oh, don't, don't is worry, a playoff quarterback. Don't, don't, don't worry, Andy Dalton outdueled Kirk, Kirk Cousins this past year. That was, a, that was a fun argument to read about, too. So, you know, they. The Kirk haters are loud and proud. Uh, Did he outdo him? Read my article you about why Kirk our sucks. Defense. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, the Bears at this point look bad. They, they look like they're getting worse. The Lions are getting worse. They went from Stafford to Goff. They lost Galladay. That team's a, just a joke. Yep. The Bears had an elite defense. What just two years ago? Yeah. And, and now it's older. They have missing pieces. They have they're no like, offense. They're literally like us. Two years ago, without a good quarterback, like we had that defense, we had Linval, Rhodes, um, well, we lost Waynes and those guys, but like Everson, like the older guys, that it was like they've peaked, they peaked, and now we kind of have to retool. They they seem to be trying to run it back one more year with these aging guys, and then it's I, I don't know, is it worth it? They should just they should have traded Hicks, they should have just tear it down, but they got Andy Dalton. So. They got Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy coaching well, that, for the jobs. Well, that's another thing, too. You can't tear it down. You've got – those two guys are, like, on a hotter seat than – and they picked Andy. You're relying the rest of your career on Andy Dalton and potentially trading up in the first round. For, like, Mac Jones or maybe – Maybe – ho- ho- Going way up. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like well, screwing over the next GM. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is what we were going to get for Russell. Mine is a lot for for Trey Lance. Yeah. Let's go. Uh, it, yeah, they they. Uh, I don't even remember where I was going with that. But the but, thing with that though, how many teams in the top ten are willing to go all the way back down to twenty? I don't. Yeah, I think they're screwed. I, I don't. I don't know how they're going to. I feel like the only team that would be willing to go that far would be Detroit, but they're not trading with the with Bears, the Bears they might. for the Bears to go get who they think is their quarterback. I feel like teams in the draft don't really care. Like I, I don't know why. I feel like they'd be like, eh, whatever. Bears are idiots. Maybe they'll draft Trubisky again. Botch their whole draft. You know what's annoying? Maybe the Bears? they're trading up to seven for Mac Jones. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're going to get to Kellen Mod. Um, they, the Bears look like they're getting worse, and I, I still feel like they're somehow going to go at least seven and nine. That team always somehow wins games. That, they're that, just annoying. The Bears are going eight and eight. Yeah, like, that's just how it's going to be. I would love to see them back to what they were like. Back when it was Detroit and the Bears are just trash. Like they're just two trash teams. Just the basically four, before Cutler 11s. showed up. Like when Cutler showed up, they were at least like, okay, like they're bad kind of, but they somehow sometimes win some games. It was like before that when they just had like, who was the quarterback before him? Orton. Orton. Gross. I guess they made Jim some Miller. runs though. The Bears at least make some runs. They Detroit's always just have bad. like a solid defense. For yeah. the most. But like the nineties. They were always, like, bad. They were just trash. Like, it was us and the Packers. Because, uh, like, the Lions and Bears were always, like, 5-11. and 11. Yeah, they were They were both, like, 5-11, and, and then it was, like, 12-4, and 11-5. And, and then we had the Bucks in our division, too. Oh, yeah. And they were trash, too, until, like, the early 2000s. Late nine, until Tony Dungy yeah. uh, betrayed us. Uh. Betrayed us. Um, all right, so next week we'll talk some more moves, and then maybe... 
one more draft talk. What do we got? Like a month of the draft? Yeah, we got a month till the draft. So we so got to we... hit some like maybe a first round mock or I don't know. We'll, we got to talk some more people. We got to teach 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 these people about these guys we've learned. You know, yeah, well, I've listened to other people's opinions, gathered them up, and now I formed my own opinion. Well, isn't that how you always scout? That's how I always scout. I mean, I'm not. Gonna, you look, I watch uh, some YouTube highlights. Oh well, yeah, and then you watch games. highlights, of course. Yeah, I'm not gonna sit here and be like, oh, I grind tape every day. It's like, yeah, it's well, like, I do grind tape. A, there's an apostrophe at the. Uh, there's a non-disclosure form where you know it says I'm grinding YouTube. I'm grinding YouTube highlights. You know, it, it's. I think it's. F- These people watch all this tape and they're still wrong most of the time. So it's like, ah, whatever. Like I'm just gonna. I'm going to let them do the hard work. Yeah, I'm just going to then regurgitate their opinions and be like, I don't like that. I think that guy's wrong on that way. Just based on nothing. Yep. So, you know. I don't like his name. I don't like his school. I don't like his jersey number. I will uh, base my opinion on anything. (laughs) Aesthetics is mostly what matters. Name and aesthetics and then, you know, that's about it. Positional need. (laughs) If you're in a small school, you better dominate. That's all Milton Williams. Did you see his pro day? Who's? Milton Williams. No, I did not see his pro Three day. Three tech destroyed small school. Yep. Destroyed that pro day. Did he really? Yeah, put him in put him in your mind. Did he uh when was his pro day? Today or yesterday? Yeah, it was two days ago, maybe. Okay. okay. Yeah. I, I knew he was like Did you see Jason always uh pro day? Yeah, so I was wondering, like, can he play he can play four three edge, right? Yeah. So I saw someone compare him to Deal Hunter because he had zero I saw that sacks. Too. Which is I mean, like Hunter had one and a half as this like when we drafted Final him. Season, yeah. yeah, and then this guy had zero. But holy smokes, he's like Montez Sweat athletic. Yeah, 437, uh, 39 and a half inch vertical. I think a 6'8, three cone. Yeah. Yikes. Really good. So. And has only been playing football for five years. Maybe that's why he had no sacks. He's learned how to finish still. You oh. know? So, yeah, I think we'll talk a little draft next week. I'd like to kind of think about what, what like, like Jason Oway, if we took him at 14, would you be happy? Yes. See, I'd be like, oh, that's weird. I mean, I'm almost always going to be happy with the picks. It's, it's just because you're not – you just got to be like, all right, I'm not super high on them, but the boys are. That's the thing. I always trust our boys. You yep. know, I tr- Slick Rick does it again. Yep. You know, he trades for Mason Cole, since you're on pick. <laughs> Highway robbery, if you ask me. Yeah, I just – I always wonder that, like, what would I not be happy with? I would not I, – I will say this right now. I would not be happy with Mac Jones. Because he does not, like, he might be good down the line. I would say he probably that's, isn't. But, like, he's not playing this year. That's the thing. I would not be happy with Mac Jones, but I'll hope I'm wrong. You know, like, I'll hope Rick Spielman's right and he becomes a franchise quarterback. But if we take him, I'm going to be like, what the fuck? Uh, whereas, like, if I'm going to take one of the other four quarterbacks, yeah. I'm freaking out because I'm going, oh, my God, we've got, like, we just took a, sw- We took a swing at someone that has, like, way more upside. Yeah, I mean, I guess, like, what if we took Trayvon Mooring at 14? Are you happy? I, I feel like I'm lukewarm. Like, it depends who's on the board, and I'm kind of like, we must really like him, and I like that, but, gee, I didn't see that coming, you know? Yeah, I think it would be like, gee, I didn't see that coming, but I don't think it's Seahawks taking Bruce Irvin at 14. Like, yeah. oh my God. That big of a it's, it's the it's the ones, I think we talked about it, but, like, it's those guys that take guys that are second-round picks. The teams that, it's it's the Raiders. They're like, oh, we're going to take Damon Arnett. We're going to take Cleland Farrell at four. Yeah, that's where people are like, what the fuck was that shit? It'd Josh- be like if Rashawn Slater's on the board and we take Tevin Jenkins. I'm going to be like, what? Or Jalen Mayfield. Yeah, yeah. It's be like, what the, what the hell was that shit? Like, uh, I'm glad we took a lineman, but nobody thought you needed to take Jalen Mayfield here, you yeah. know? So that, I think that would be probably the biggest. 
Like, what the fuck is that shit? Or, or taking like Liam Eikenberg at 14. Yeah, that I might be straight up mad about. I probably would be actually pretty pissed about it. Like, you couldn't trade up, or you couldn't trade down and then trade down again. You know, to get him. yeah, that, you know, the thing with Rick Spielman is I don't, like, it's very rare that he does that. Like, he loves to manipulate the board. He, get loves, the to get va- he loves to get his value. Yeah, for the he's not like he, Gettleman or Mayak, who it's like, we want our guy, and we're going to take him. 40 picks earlier because we don't know if we'll get him later. But Damon Arnett, that's our guy. Yep, like You're an idiot. Rick Spielman's like, he might circle his board and go, all right, I want this guy. I'm going to trade down to here. Mm-hmm. And like, it's going to work. And if, oh. and it's like, and worst case it doesn't, I also kind of like this guy. Yeah. You know, where I feel like like and, someone liked him. And if you don't, and if that guy's not there, I really like this guy below him. So I can trade back a couple more yeah, spots, yeah, that's, and then I can get that guy. That's like the Madison move where he was just like, trade down. Huh, still there? I mean, uh, seems like a lot of players are still there. Let's trade down again. I'll trade down another time. Like We were going to take this guy 40 picks ago, but like I wasn't locked into Alexander Madison. If he would have got taken while we were trading down, whatever, we'll draft a different guy. Like lots of players, you know, whereas yeah, these, these GMs, that it seems like they're... Even like Henry Ruggs, like why... Did you really? I mean, maybe. I guess he was so fast, but you couldn't trade back four or five spots. Yeah, I think you could have. I mean, most. Well, people, yeah, because he was the first wide receiver taken. Yeah, right? which was oh, yeah, very de- like not what people thought. A lot of people thought Judy and Lamb were definitely ahead of him. No. Now, I guess they must have been like other well, teams love him, rugs. We got to take them, but with their track record, I'm not sure I believe that. Yeah, I think they saw. Their their version of Tyreek Hill, hopefully. Mm-hmm. But no. I, did you see that tweet where like the new this is the their version of Tyreek Hill? Oh yeah. Someone like searched it and like all this like it was like Curtis Samuel when he was drafted. This is the new Tyreek Hill. Uh, Henry Ruggs was one of them where it's like this guy's the new Tyreek Hill. And then I think there's one in this draft that someone was like he's basically like Tyreek Hill. Mm. Nah, I don't think that's how that works. No, Tyreek Hill uh, not only is super fast, but he's a very good route runner. And like, he also he's catches like a, the ball really well. He's he's a number one wide receiver, but five foot eight. Yeah, you know, like his, the only thing that his lacks in his game is his height. And it kind of probably helps him as far as like agility because slow center of gravity, you can move around. But like, yeah, you throw it up to him deep, he actually can go up and get the ball he's and find like a contested situation. Vertical, I think yeah. too. It's not like Troy Williamson trying to track a ball. Like he can track a ball, and even Henry Ruggs, like he's not as twitched up as Tyreek Hill was. Like, he's super fast in a straight line. Yeah, was that uh, in the playoffs where Tyreek Hill had that touchdown that wasn't a touchdown that he didn't even know he caught <laughs> yeah. until the replay? And Reed's like, what the fuck? Why didn't you tell me, man? Yeah. Tyreek's like, I didn't even know I caught that shit. That's how good I am. I just, I just, that's what I do. Um, all right, so. Like Randy Moss, but like 5'8", you know, just like. Yeah, like, basically. Like, the the fact that he's like so fast, can outrun everyone, and track can the ball, catch, can yeah. go up and yep. get the ball. He's He's, he's like Randy Moss, but he doesn't have the height, but Randy didn't have the agility. Yeah. Randy was never like, you know, after the catch guru guy. He, you know, he could make one cut, but he was pretty straight line, yeah. you know. Had to be straight line, because when he started like weaving out yeah. back and forth in the middle of the field, he It's like Calvin and DK Metcalf. Like at some point you're too tall that like, even AJ Green, like those guys couldn't they because can't wiggle. Like they're 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 very you know, someone who's actually Julio Jones is like well, kind of a freak in that way. Like I feel like he can. Yeah, he's kind of like you know, a snake. Yeah, like I just like once you get to be like six foot five, like Calvin or six four, Randy Moss, like you, you can't be this little slot run around guy. You got to be a little small guy like Tyreek Hill. Oh. That's why all the good receivers are like six foot to six foot three. 
Like Marvin Harrison was yeah. like six foot buck eighty. Well, like in Justin every Justin Jefferson's every, yeah, like, like Devontae Adams, Stephon Michael Diggs. Thomas, Stephon Diggs. Like they're all like they're like the in between of that. Because you either need to be an absolute freak like Randy or Kelvin or DK. or you're basically like just some tall guy, or you need to be as like actually talented at receiver like Tyreek Hill. Otherwise, you're just you know Debo Samuel who's like pretty good, but he's he's limited. You know, like he's just he can't so. And we'll see what happens with like Chase Claypool. I, I guess we're just going on a little tangent. Yeah, I don't know. That's like, what we do at the end of the podcast. Yeah, you know? But like Chase Claypool is another one of those guys where he's like 6'5", 240, yeah. super fast. We'll see what happens. He showed some. Like, he, I some, think he'll probably be good, but I don't know if he's ever going to be. Is he going to be a superstar? We won't yeah. know. He seems pretty athletic for a big guy, though. Yeah. I never. I, last year's draft, I always thought he was super skinny. And then I saw him play, and I was like, oh, he's like. No, there was a lot of people that thought he should play tight end. Like last year's draft, that. a bunch of people were like, oh, he's more of a tight end. I don't think they realized how fast he was and like how like and then I think he had his pro day and was like, oh yeah, never mind. I guess he's not a tight end. But he's also, you know because he went late second. Yeah. So I mean the the Packers pass on him and took AJ Dillon. Or no, they they picked after the Pittsburgh, right? Yeah, they probably yeah. Would have picked after the only the one that was on the board, I'm pretty sure, for the Packers is Denzel Mims. See a third round pick? I think he might have been. Or like some reason the Jets might have been like back there or maybe maybe he didn't make it to him but i remember being like really they're gonna because i like denzel mims i was like they're gonna pass on all the receivers and get denzel mims to follow them yeah, still and then they took aj Dillon. <laughs> what losers all right well we'll uh we'll catch you next week yep see you guys